You got a busy time in sports in part because, and this is really in recent years become a very cool part of the sports calendar, the NFL free agency thing. Now, unfortunately, this year it's probably going to sting the Eagles more than benefit the Eagles. They're going to lose more good players than they sign good players from the external. For more on that, the franchise tag, culture issues, and all of it, we turn to our Eagles reporter. He does a great job year-round covering the birds, Elliot Shore-Parks. How you doing, Elliot? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Quite a bit, man. Quite a bit. So let's start with the immediate, Elliot, and then we'll get to all the other issues. At 4 o'clock today, whether they're going to franchise anybody, I think reasonably Uh, I would be stunned if they use the franchise tag, and I do not think that they will use the franchise tag. I mean, again, you know, with how with Howie Roseman as a general manager, they will never have a player play under the franchise tag. I would wow. be stunned if it happened. I just think it's such an absolute waste of salary cap space. And frankly, I think if your team's using the salary cap, I'm sorry, if your team's using the franchise tag, it's an indication that they're a poorly run franchise. And I don't believe the Eagles are a poorly run franchise. So is there a 2% chance that they put it on a player for an hour or two past the deadline just to finish negotiations? Maybe. But but I, I would be floored if, you know, this time tomorrow when you guys are doing your show, you're talking about a player under the franchise tag. So you expect the Eagles to get a deal done with CJGJ, or do you expect CJGJ to be somewhere else? That's a good one. I, I mean, I, I would say about a month ago, I thought that there was a better chance. But now, I don't know. I, I, I think that it's probably less than a 50% chance that Whoa. he's back. When you, when you just look at the money that they have, the money he's going to get, the positions that they value, I just don't see how that adds up to a Chauncey Gardner-Johnson uh, extension. Uh, you know, I think they wow. value the defensive line more. Um, I think they obviously value offense more. And as good as Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is, and he was very good last year, you know, I just don't know if he's a $15 million, $14 million a year player. And Reed Blankenship is not as good as Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, but he does cost like $500,000. And I thought last year when he stepped in, he played well enough. So yeah. I think as opposed to other positions where they have nothing, I think at least it's safety you can talk yourself into the idea that Blankenship could step in and, and you know be an average starter. Elliot, you Seltzer told us you said something on the Go Birds podcast that really fascinated me. Uh, and listeners won't like hearing this, but that you believe there's a better chance the Eagles will sign none of Hargrave, Bradbury, and Gardner Johnson than two of them. Is that yeah. correct? And kind of explain to me your, you know, your thinking there. I just think this team in the, sal- the salary cap situation that they're in. Now, look, I, the salary cap situation is interesting because they could open up. So there's $17 million around they could open up by extending the deals of Slay and, and Lane Johnson. So there is space there if they want it. But the Jalen Hurts contract is going to be a big one, obviously. And I just think that with, like Javon Hargrave is going to get a ton of money, a ton of money. He, he, I had someone in Indianapolis tell me he might get the most money of any free agent that's not a quarterback, right? So I think he's somebody that is going to get wow. absolutely paid. I think Chauncey Gardner is going to get paid. Bradbury is actually the one that I'm, I'll be interested to see how his market plays out. I'm not as sure he's going to get the huge money that we all kind of expected. But I just think this team has resigned itself to the fact that this is an offseason to overmake the defense. You hear how often Howie references the draft picks, right? Uh, the fact that they're probably going to get a lot of comp picks next year, which is going to you know, mm-hmm. also give them more picks, rebuild this defense. I just don't think they're going into this offseason with the plan of we're going to re-sign our own guys. I think they've accepted that they're probably going to leave. How badly do the Eagles want Matt Patricia 
here, and how does that affect the Slay situation? Yeah, so I, I can't get a read on how badly they want Matt Patricia. I guess I, I would hope that it's absolutely none. Uh, I mean, if they if they hire Matt Patricia, it will shake my core belief that this is a well-run franchise. Wow. I think it would be such a catastrophic mistake and such a red flag for, for this franchise if they bring in Matt Patricia. And there's, there's a number of reasons. You mentioned the Slay thing, right? And I think the Slay thing is important. It's worth mentioning. But Slay is not the only player in Detroit that had an issue with Matt Patricia. When he was fired, there was like 10 players on social media saying how happy they were that this guy was gone. He goes to New England and, you know, has a hand in one of the biggest messes on offense you'll <laughs> ever see with, with the handling of Mac Jones, right? So I just don't get, you know, for, for a head coach that preaches so often about, you know, his core five values, and I think number one might even be connecting, right? I don't see how he checks off that box. So, you know, the Slay thing aside, and, you know, I think there's a discussion to be had about Slay and whether he'll be back, but the Matt Patricia thing to me would be such a massive red flag. I just refuse to believe they'll actually do wow. it. I agree with you, Elliot. I really do. I, I, I'm stunned they even let it get to the point where he's in the interview process, unless they know they're about to trade Slay. I find it really bizarre. He's Elliot, a good coach with a proven track record. When, he, he, when, when, he's when, got, when, when, when he won three <laughs> he Super Bowls. He was terrible. He was, yeah, with Did he, did he or Belichick and Brady? Yeah, who won them? They all did. Yeah. Well, they did, but two guys had a bigger hand in it than the other guys. Elliot, what he's about? Been a, he's been a disaster everywhere he's been since Detroit. And yeah. the, the Detroit, just putting that out there, right? I agree. Early in his career, he was an upside guy. He's no longer that. Elliot, I'm fascinated by the T.J. Edwards situation. They normally don't spend money at linebacker, but he's pretty good. He's still relatively young. He had a bad Super Bowl. What happens here? Yeah, another one where I'm interested to see where the market plays out on him. He's someone that you could maybe see go to Arizona with Jonathan Gannon. I think him and Marcus Epps are the two players Gannon is most likely to bring with him to Arizona. Um, I think that they would like to bring him back. Again, undrafted free agent, success, he's a success story for them. Last year, you saw them kind of put him more and more in front of the camera in, in leadership-type roles. Like during the Super Bowl, leading up to the Super Bowl, it would be Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, and T.J. Edwards, right? So I think that they've kind of started to view him as a core guy, but he's still a linebacker. And at the end of the day, they're not going to break the bank for him. So I don't think he'll get a huge deal. I think that, you know, you talked about Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I think there's a better chance T.J. Edwards is back than Chauncey Gardner-Johnson might be the best way I could uh, answer that. Any update on Denard Wilson's plans? Well, I mean, I, I think he was planning to be here, so I'd imagine <laughs> he probably doesn't <laughs> doesn't even know uh, what he's doing yet. But, yeah, I mean, that's an, that's an interesting situation, right? Uh, credit to Marcus Hayes for reporting on that. Um, I will say if he wanted to be back and Nick Sirianni, you know, as the report seems to indicate, did fire him essentially, it, it's a surprising move just – you know, we talk so often, we talk about this with Michael Clay, right? Like, would Sirianni have it in him to fire somebody that he doesn't think is good for the staff? He didn't fire Michael Clay. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he did fire Denard Wilson. So, I think it's a kind of interesting step in Sirianni's development as, as a head coach, CEO type. Elliot, I made the point earlier. I'll stand by it until I see otherwise. I think there are cracks in the Eagles' culture, and it worries me. Do you agree with that assessment? I don't I don't think I agree with it. I mean, I will say that it was a unique situation in the way that there was almost no losing, right? They lost how many legitimate games this year? Two, three? Like, there was not that real kind of 
you know, situation where they, they you know, two, three, two games in a, in a row, they lost that they were really trying to win with their full starter. So I think that they have a great culture. I really do. Like being down in NovaCare, seeing how the guys interact, seeing the coaching staff interact. I, tr- I truly do believe that. But there's also no denying that it's way easier to have a great culture when you're winning. And since the second half of 2021, this team is, you know, like 25 and two or something with, with Jalen Hurts as their starter. So I think that they don't have a culture problem. I would disagree with you. But to your point, when you lose, that does show that does show kind of what your true culture is. And there's no denying that, you know, that the finger pointing has happened at times. Yeah. I guess that is somewhat concerning. I mean, Elliot, how about A.J. Brown in the NFC Championship game just sulking on the sidelines when they were winning by a tremendous amount of points? You really worry yeah. about I mean, A.J. Well, Brown? With, yes. With, with Jalen Hurts yeah, I do. being the quarterback and a little their bit. best friends, I think they can work thing, we, They can work through whatever faces well, them. I mean, Ellie, what do, you make me, of, what do you make of that, man? Yeah, I mean, there, there's that. Uh, you know, there's uh, even after the Dallas game, right? Uh, this is back on Christmas. Darius Slade pointing out that Josiah Scott made the mistake. Yeah. Like, there have, been, there have been moments of that. But, but I would also say that I would guess, you know, if we covered a team that lost seven games instead of three, these are probably little things you would have seen throughout the year. I do wonder if it makes you guys view the 49ers players a little differently, you know, that we all kind of ripped for two weeks. Yeah. This is essentially what you're accusing them of, right? This well, the here's the th- thing, you know what it also is, Elliot, and this is one of the issues I think they're going to have next year. When a team loses a really big game, and the 49ers lost a really big game, the Eagles lost an even bigger game, it, it's it, there's you're under a microscope, and, and, there, and there's a lot of angst that comes with the focus of, well, you're to blame. No, you're to blame. No, I'm blaming you. <laughs> like, I just feel like they haven't – I mean, they've been ripping coaches. I would say that Darius Slay's comments last week – is probably an indictment of the defensive line and the linebackers. That's there's a lot of cross purposes. I don't like well, here right now. And this is why I think the best thing this team can do this offseason is get as much fresh blood in there as they can. Like what well, we're going to talk about adding this player because he's a good linebacker at this spot. I think the biggest thing they need is turnover because we've seen it time and time again in 04 to 05. 05 was a disaster. 17 to 18. 18 was saved at the last minute by Nick Foles. It is really, really hard to run it back. Extremely hard, right? So I think the best chance they have of being good next year and the best chance they have of going to the Super Bowl is Hurts being special, Sirianni being special, and filling that locker room with new motivated guys. Because I just think there's too much baggage when you lose the Super Bowl to carry that through the next All right, season. so Elliot, to that point, Fletcher Cox, does he no longer get the A- you're one of our top 10 defensive players of all time. You're going into our team Hall of Fame. We're giving you that extra three to six million extra, not three to six million, yeah. three to six million extra because of how great you've been for a decade. Are those, is that done? I, I think that is done. Now, that doesn't mean Fletcher won't be back because if you look at the defensive tackle positions, they are very thin there. I mean, their top four guys are all free agents. So yeah. they, need, they need him. But, but to the core of your question, I do not think Howie Roseman is going to overpay guys this offseason because of who they are. I think, you know, Howie learns from his mistakes, and that's the benefit of, you know, you probably should have been fired four times. Like, he's made a lot of mistakes, (laughs) and he's been able to live through them. So I think he knows that what he did in 17 was a mistake. So maybe Fletcher's back, but I don't think he'll be back at some absurd rate just to bring him back because he's an Eagle. Elliot, you know Brandon Graham. You've been around him for years covering the Eagles. Gut feeling. Brandon Graham is offered – Four to five million extra a year to go play for a different team than the Philadelphia Eagles, who obviously he loves the Eagles. He wants to be. We all know he right. wants to be here. Four to five extra million to play somewhere else, say Cleveland. Does he go play for Cleveland or does he stick with the Eagles? 
I mean, if Fletcher Cox goes to Cleveland, I could see that be a selling point for Brandon. He's played next to him his whole career. That can maybe make the move easier. But at the core, and being around Brandon, you know, almost 10 years covering the team, and really you guys can speak to this too because he's, he's become a somewhat, you know, significant part of WIP with the Brandon Graham show. Like, yep. I just can't imagine he would leave Philadelphia. I think that the point of his career, I think the Eagles will pay him because he had a good year and he's a good rotational uh, player. But at the end of the day, it feels like Brandon is set up so well for post-career here in Philadelphia that leaving, I just I don't know how that adds up. So just just, just know that I hear you. Just know this, Elliot. Doc left under somewhat similar circumstances. It wasn't that the Eagles did not want to keep Ryan Dawkins. They didn't want to pay him. It's they wouldn't pay him what Denver was willing to right. pay him. And Doc was like, all right, I'm going to go take the $19 million in Denver. I mean, yeah. you know. So they, I, I, right. I don't remember the specifics of the Dawkins contract. But Brandon, I don't think, is at a point where, where you said four or five million more. He might only get four or five million, yeah. right? I mean, he's 34 years old, and he had a great year last year, but he was still a rotational guy coming. You know, so I just – I would be surprised if he gets the money that, you know, if he was 27 and his, his resume would indicate. Like, his age is going to play a factor. So I, I don't think it's going to be the Eagles offer him one million, another team offer him six. Like, I, I think this is going to be – whether the Eagles want him back or not. And I just can't imagine they won't be able to come to it. Elliot, final thing here. Miles Sanders had a pretty good year, but he tailed off big time at the end. Um, do you think there's a reasonable chance with all the NFL free agent running backs, plus all the guys coming from the draft, that the market for Miles Sanders will be light enough that the Eagles can keep him on a relatively cheap contract? Yeah, I just don't think there – I think there's more than a chance. I think that's the reality. I, I think the, the better question is, do the Eagles want him back? Right. Do you like do you if you bring Miles Sanders back and let's say it's at a deal where he signs it and we all go, man, that's so cheap. I can't believe they got him for that amount. He still steps in the room as the number one running back. And if he's not, we've seen, you know, remember last year when he got some carries with the second team. and It became a big deal yeah. for a few days. And he was, like, like, I don't know if he's somebody that is going to be happy coming in and splitting snaps, especially yeah. when he's doing it on a contract that he's probably not going to be happy with. So the Eagles have to decide. I mean, you talked about the culture thing even if he is cheap do you want him back and that's not a slight at him it's just the reality of if you want Kenny Gainwell as your as your main guy next year you have to consider the dynamics of bringing back the guy who was the guy this previous year Elliot great report we look forward to talking to you a lot during this free agency period I know we're going to have a ton of fun on uh, Wednesday at McGurk's uh, Monday and Tuesday the legal tampering period Wednesday it yeah. all becomes official it's going to be a bonanza of, uh, of stuff Elliot great work man we'll talk to you soon Yep, sounds good. Talk to you guys later. All right, there he is. Look, rev your engines because it's it's happening. I mean, it's going to go in a lot of directions here. And and his point about Miles Sanders is interesting. I mean, maybe there's just not enough market. John, do you?